Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name is Daniel Tulloop. It's your boy, Double to the A-A-H. We do the podcast every Wednesday. Remember to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Although the people that are listening are probably already following us. Tell somebody to tell somebody to listen to the podcast. That's your mission this week. Tell somebody about the podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever, you li- wherever people listen to podcasts, tell them to get us. Have hope. Where can people find you? Find me on the streets or on halfwaffleballhots.com, yo. Link is in the description. You can follow me at Daniel to look. Carl is at Anchorman six one six. You can follow his stuff on the Athletic. You can follow my stuff on Off Target. This week I talked about why a Super League might not be that bad of a thing. So we waited, not by choice, but it was a beneficial wait mm. because we got the right. Real right. Madrid and Liverpool, and uh, <laughs> no, it looked like. It, it, I was right. Say I was right. Say I was right. It was the right call. It was the right call. I don't. Come did on, you do, did you do this specifically so we would know the know the result, or did you just not feel like doing anything in the afternoon? I no 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 for, no, for both. Me, it, I, it can be both. It can be both. Because let's be real, Leipzig City. Okay, but I felt mm. look Liverpool Real Madrid. There's something to talk about here. Now it's even better because let's say Liverpool won two one. It was two two. <laughs> Okay, but the fact that it was five two—that—that's literally the episode. Okay, <laughs> that's you're the right. episode. Okay, oh yes, okay, so. you're right. Okay, congratulations, nah, you were right. Just, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I don't need congrats. Man. So I mean, you, you you asked for them, so I gave them to you. You now it looked like it was going to be an Anfield night. That was the impression over the first what, 15, 20 minutes was it was going to be an Anfield night. Like Liverpool yeah. were, were in a bad space. They beat Newcastle, but Newcastle had 10 men. And if they didn't have 10 men, there was an assumption or a feeling that Liverpool would have lost. So there was kind of false confidence going into the game. Like, oh, maybe we're, we're, we're back on track. And then Nunes opens up. Um, Salah gets a gift from Courtois. And it's like, uh-oh. Anfield night, and we all know what those are. Just mm. the crowd, the atmosphere, the floodlights, Champions League, Anthem, all of that. And Liverpool just hits you with, you know, three-piece, four-piece, and, you know, night-night, essentially. And that's what it felt like to, to where I was tempted to watch the Napoli game. Because I'll admit this season, I haven't watched enough of Napoli, just the Champions mm. League game. So I wanted to go see what Kavicha and Osiman were doing. Um there was something in me that was like, it's Madrid, Daniel. You can't deny Madrid or Madrid. So just stick with it. If it's three, if, if Liverpool score three, no, we switch over. Mm. If it gets two one, we stick with it. And Vinny did what Vinny did. And, you know, the game went from there. So your impressions just about how Liverpool came into the game in the first two goals. It seemed like that night. Mm. It seemed like Anfield nights. It seemed as if, okay. Liverpool are going to are using that that Anfield magic, and I just felt that because I was like, okay, Real have been struggling, have have not been playing that well in La Liga, have looked shaky. Madrid fans have admitted that they've looked shaky. Liverpool 
are now starting to play well. One, the last two games, beat Everton and beat Newcastle. So when those two goals went in, specifically with how early they went in and how quickly they scored those two goals, it just seemed as if boom. But here's the thing, though. Most teams, I don't think they react like that. For most teams, Liverpool blew them away. Mm. Real Madrid are just, are just built differently. <laughs> yeah. And my thing, though, is the turning points wasn't 2-1. The turning point was, was 2-2. Because at 2-1, I thought, okay, we have a game now. Maybe it ends 3-1. Maybe it even ends 4-2. I just felt that it was that 2-2 that really changed it. But here's the thing, though. Even at 2-2, I thought at worst... 3-2 to Real Madrid. Even if it's, oh, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> what? And I think basically the, this discussion is about the, about, about the, the second half. Because first half, I thought was a very exciting game. Mm-hmm. Super entertaining. The second half is a discussion about Real Madrid, this team, their character. And it's a discussion about Klopp, Klopp as a manager, investing what Klopp is as a manager, his pros and his cons. And this team and this and the, and these players. So there's so much mm. that I saw on a macro level in that in that um, second half. So truly really dis- discuss about. And the scary thing is, is, this is a scary thing. And this is what what frightens me. Danny T, look at the field, look at the UCL field. Like I don't even want to put that into the ether of these guys doing it again. Because I'm like, no, nah, they'll never, they'll never. But I say, wait a minute, I'm looking at the field and I'm like, this isn't the strongest UCL field that's out there. You see, I was I was going to ask you later on, and we'll, we can earmark this question for later. Napoli have a great chance of winning the Champions League. Yes. Now that seems crazy no, 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 to but, say. No, 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 hold up, hold up. But here's the thing though. Aha, mm. let me stop you here. <laughs> Over two legs, second leg in the Maradona Stadium, I'll edge it to Napoli. One-off game. Napoli cannot beat Real Madrid in a, in a one-off game in the final. Bro, bro, I'm, I'm not I'm not even worried about who they might play. It's just that I think it's a real possibility for the first time maybe in my life. Well, maybe other than like that 2012 team with Cavani and Lovetsy and mm. Hamshik. Like that that team was, it was good, but it wasn't this good. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. That was my, fi- my FIFA team. <laughs> was it? Yeah, with them. <laughs> it was with Cavani, Lavetti, La and Hamza. That was my, my, my FIFA. Also, like, it was a good team. Yeah, it was a good team. It was a good team. It was a good team. But like Chelsea, Chelsea removed them from the paint. <laughs> Drogba, Ivanovic, Lampard, Terry, I think it was, or something in, in, in yeah, that yeah. order, like four goals when they needed them. Um, but that's a question for later. The kind of openness or the parity that, that seems to exist within the competition at this point. Once we get to eight and assuming Napoli can get past Frankfurt in the second leg, which they probably will do, they're dangerous. Um, is there anything from the first half that you'd wait, like wait, to wait, address wait, wait, before we get to the second? No, no, but just real quickly. Mm-hmm. Frankfurt are screwed. So they are 2-0 down. Kolo Mwane was given a red card. So oh. he missed the second leg. And he's their main, he's, he's mm-hmm. their best player in the striker. So they're screwed. You know, the, the Vince Carter, it's over. <laughs> it's over. That's it's, over. It's, yeah, it's yeah, over. Yeah. It's over. I think the only thing I'd want to just connect from the first half was the goal that Vinicius scored, This his second goal, mm. like the one that went off him. It wasn't Carius like but it was like, damn, again? The same teams and the no, goalkeeper no, no, no. kind of messes up. Oh, I, I know. Don't don't jump on me. I'm not saying it, it was as bad in that Daniel, moment Carrius, that's in that his, game. It's broke new ground. I've, I've, <laughs> see, see, see. You know that? I told you. I've only seen the Carrius thing once. And that was live. live. I've never seen this again. I've never seen this again. Like, I feel embarrassed spam, watching spam it. Spam have hopes mentions with that goal. It's funny. Oh. The reason I want to connect it is because strikers and forwards, you have to gamble. The goalkeeper might just mess up. And Benzema in the Champions League final was like, he might mess up. And he put the pressure and Carriers gave him the goal. Vinicius, he's like, maybe something could happen from this. Yeah. What is what's the Courtois one or the Becker one? Ooh, Courtois. But you see, it's, it's interesting. So when I asked it to other guys on the, on the live show, they said um, Becker because everyone was slipping. So they just said that. Courtois just looks because it was obviously a very slippery surface. But, and, this, and, and, this, and this were Liverpool fans. They said that the Beckham one is worse is because you had all the time in the world. Mm-mm. You didn't slip. You didn't do anything. You see, Beckham looked close to what Karius did, where you, didn't slip, you literally just hit the guy in front of you. You have all the room to hit it, and you hit the guy in front of you. Courtois, you're, you're just unlucky. You just slipped. Ah. You hit the ball 
to dude. To yeah, but yeah, but Courtois took. Didn't he try to take a touch with his knee? He it was it was just very on like it's like a goalkeeper shouldn't be he doing slipped, those things. Though. He slipped. A guy who slips, you slipped as opposed to you you've hit it to someone right in front of you. Okay. <laughs> you can so hit it anyway. You hit it to the guy right in front of you. It's worse if you're not doing something that a goalkeeper customarily does. So so Allison is doing something that a goalkeeper normally does, and it just so happens that he messed it up. Courtois is doing something outside the purview of goalkeepers where he's trying to take touches and just be tricky with it. So to me, that makes it worse. <sighs> he, he hit the guy. <laughs> I mean, just put your foot it. through it, bro. It's, it's not like we haven't seen goalkeepers hit people who are charging at them before. It's just bad that it happened on a Champions League night when yeah. Liverpool couldn't afford for the score to go 2-2 before halftime. No, no, if, I, I mean, I would yeah. always sympathize more with a guy who slips as opposed to a guy who just smacks the ball right in front of a guy I, two I, yards I, away I, from him. I, I hear you. I hear you. And then I'm thinking in my mind of people who have slipped. So, like, the Gerard obviously comes to mind. Conte comes to mind. Like they're, Lido, they're, Lido racist, ad, ad, adulterer, you know, so. Oh, I forgot about that one. Uh, what a sad moment for me. That was sad. That was sad. That was... And, and, and I think, isn't it, if he scored it, Chelsea win. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and Ronaldo misses a penalty in a final. Yeah, yeah, because Ronaldo missed his. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the, that the narrative was right there for him, yeah. and he just really his drug was fault. But we don't have to get into that today. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Did you need to slap him? You could have pushed him. You didn't need to slap him in the look, face. Like, it's a, look, look, it's an African thing, man. He had to slap him. Man. He, had to slap him. <laughs> he did. It was a vintage. It was vintage, was it? Yeah, you did. You didn't have to do that. I remember in in college, somebody bet me ten dollars. Did Drogba slap Vidic or did he slap Tevez? And they said he slapped Tevez. It was a she, actually. And she put money on Tevez. I was like, no, 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 it's Vidic. He slapped Vidic. And then she came back with the money. Like, she actually paid up on the bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So shout out to her. I forgot her name, but, you know, she was a Manchester United fan. Um, Either way, the second half, though. So this is – the second half is narrative building in a sense of – you laid it out, so I don't need to repeat you. But what hits you first, the Madrid side of it or the Liverpool side of it? Oh, no, the Madrid side of it, 100%. So, let, so let's get into the Madrid side. They're just a team of winners. And in the second half, it looked like a team in Liverpool that sometimes win things but and aren't capable of winning now versus Madrid, who are serial winners and win every time. So it just, it just looked like two different. The, Madrid could have made that score worse. Oh yes, for sure. But they they were happy to just play rondos and just one touch football around the park mm. and just like even at, at the very end of the game where they were just passing it around and Cruz came on and Ceballos Asensio, came on. Yes, Ceballos came on. Those guys just came on just to have fun. Yeah, no, no. I don't even think they they weren't trying to get six. They were just there to play. Because see, that's why. Like when you just look at. Remember, do you know what it shows? It shows Levels. why I love football so much. Because football, it's not a sport for athletes. Now, if you're athletic, it helps. But why I love football is because it's a sport for people with technical ability and intelligence. Did you watch the All-Star game, by the way? The NBA All-Star game. Oh, it's happened? This weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit, I didn't miss that. I don't know why I missed it. Oh, wow. I didn't oh, see it. when you said I, I like games that don't involve athleticism, I was like, basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? But anyway, yes, 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 yes. yes. Oh, no, no, oh, no, 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 because I think that's why it's the that's just the the beauty about football. Because it's like that's even a great example. Two of my favorite sports, football and basketball, but for very different reasons. And I like them because they're so different from one and one another. So the enjoyment I get from basketball, I think it's the athleticism. But here's the funny thing, though. Whenever I when I played basketball when I was in school in Geneva and everything, I was more attracted to guys who shot, because that was the that's what I thought was the more typical side of the game. So I was never a guy who could dunk or be on the inside. I was always the guy who just shot. So because I just oh, they, it takes a lot of technical ability to try to be a sniper from three points and so forth. So and whenever I played football and everything, my position was central midfield because I thought okay, this is where all the football is being played. And when you look at someone like Modric, you're like. <sighs> Wow, man. Because again, like, because that's my position, I will always look at central midfielders first and how they play. I'm like, okay, wow, so this is what these guys will do. And I'll try and model my game on them. I look at Modric. He's 37. He annoys, he's annoying, man. And it is, I mean, 
Daniel, it is insane because the mm. ease with which he plays the game <laughs> is scary. That's that's it's what's scary. annoying about my. It's like you're 37. You're older than us. You shouldn't be able to be doing this stuff. And it's like, Crazy. how come I can't do that? <laughs> so that's why it's annoying. It's like he, he doesn't have an age. I wonder how long he could keep going. Or put it this way. If he didn't play, like, let's say he retired at a normal age from the international level. So he didn't play 18. He didn't play 20. He didn't play 22. All of those 120 minutes over the summer. Like, I wonder what his level could be or would have been if he retired at a normal age and didn't have those extra miles on the clock from Croatia. Obviously, he would want to play for Croatia and get to finals and third place games and all of that. But I wonder sometimes, just like, yo... If he, he if he just left at the normal time, um, no, no, but, how but good he could be. But like that that fifth goal, I I swore that was Valverde. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. It's crazy. That's I crazy. did it. I I was like, please don't tell me that's Modric. I told you, that's please crazy. don't tell me that was him. I guess it was Fabinho and Liverpool who just looked slow, and they made him look turbo. But <laughs> bruh, I was like, that's Valverde. It wasn't Modric. I'm I'm convinced. I've only seen the goal once or twice. I'm convinced that wasn't Modric. It can't, it couldn't have been. No way. Yeah, I I think because I asked myself that, (laughs) what makes Modric able to do this? And Pielo couldn't do this at 37. Zidane couldn't do this at 37. Iniesta can't do this at 37. Javi couldn't do this at at 37. So what makes him do this? You like the fact that football and basketball are different, more because basketball has a, a different kind of athleticism. Yes. If you look at Modric, though, he must be... And, and maybe we're thinking of athlete and how fast you can run, how high you can jump, all mm. of this type of stuff. Mm. But he must be a special kind of athlete to yeah. where he to where he can recover, play ninety minutes. I, I know he's been more on the bench this season than mm. than in previous seasons, but he must be special athletically. Special might be the wrong word, but unique, perhaps. No, 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 no. Hundred percent. There is obviously something that it has physically mm-hmm. that Zidane, Pierlo, Javi, and Issa didn't have. Yes, that's true to an extent, but I feel why he's able to still be competitive is because he's smart. I can't push myself physically for the best part of ninety minutes, or else I just won't last. So that burst of speed he had. He was conserving that until when he needed to, to do it. So for most of the game, it's mm. before the ball comes to me, I have to know which pass to make. I have to be able to release the ball in less than three moves, two moves maximum. I've got to use as little leg power to keep the ball moving. I keep us moving. Pop off pass, boom. So I don't use up most of my energy. But when I really need to have that burst of energy and then, and then boom. So he is, because he knows that, look, at the end of the day, I may be a bit more special than these guys. 37 is still 37. <laughs> so so, so he, can, he can't push himself the way he could push himself when he was 27 or 31 oh, and so forth. Of course, of course. But I would think that guys like Pirlo and Iniesta, when they were in America and Japan, respectively, like at that age or around that age, they were doing the same thing. They were still using their minds more than their, their legs in, in, in many ways, conserving their energy for those bursts. It's just that his burst at that age is different than other people's. His ability to generate energy from from wherever he gets it from, the sun, I don't know what he's eating, drink, I don't know what it is, but that ability to just lose age instantly. It's it's more his technicality and intelligence than his athleticism. Athleticism, no, 100%. It's definitely still there. But watch him play. How much running does he really do? Like over 90 minutes, how much running does he really do? The guys that are really running and pulling themselves out there's really is Valverde, it's Rodrigo, it's to an extent Kamavinga. But when you just look at Modric play, how much physical stuff is really doing? It's really about, as I said, two, three moves, get the ball out of, out, of, out of there. And I'll choose my moments in which to really exert myself, you know. But and also, do you know, another, see, another part that we're now not taking into consideration is... He's up against a Brexit mid- midfield. Let's <laughs> let's let's just keep it real, because again, and I think it was sort of overlap with the whole Liverpool thing, but it's 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 combined. Apparently, in Klopp's press conference, they said that he wanted Liverpool to maintain that kind of physical momentum when they're two zero up. And I was like, Klopp, do you know that it's twenty twenty three, and you wanted that from Henderson in twenty 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 three. 
<laughs> you know, like Henderson will give it out for 20 minutes. After that, that that's it. Mm-hmm. Because this in 2018, not 2019, it's 2023. So, and that has always been the issue of Klopp is that that's physical PNP running against Modric and Kamavinga and Valverde ain't going to fly. Because they're too good, they're too tactical, and you can't produce that running with these guys for 90 minutes. And that's what the second half, what the second half showed was there's a team that's just playing football and a team that's just, that's just on vibes and fumes, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And even when they were in their prime, you aren't able to do that for 90 minutes. But if you have enough of those players in the team, mm. you can kind of get away with it. The problem now is... They one, they still can't do it for 90 minutes because it's impossible to run like a headless chicken for 90 minutes. Mm. And the team is older, and you've missed you're missing pieces. Firmino's on the bench generally, so yeah. that kind of pressing from the false nine at like that's no longer. Mane's gone. You have an older Henderson, Wanaldum's not there anymore. Obviously, the 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 wear and tear on Henderson and Milner and all these types of things. Then the knock-on effect to the defensive line, when you don't have six people in front of you who are able to press like crazy to make the, the the work on your plate a little bit less, that then puts more pressure on Trent, Robertson, the center-back partnership to actually be defenders plus what they need to do offensively. It's just a mess. Obviously, they've brought in Darwin and they've brought in Gakpo, and I guess Klopp is in ways trying to address what they've lost, but... The team is aging out, and they were all already kind of in prime years. If you look at Salah, Mane, mm. Firmino, Henderson, Milner was old even before this started. So it's like, and, and Van Dyke is a center back, so it's it's a bit different. But they need two, three, four midfielders, and probably a center back to go with with Van Dyke. Gomez is looking shaky. Matip is another old one. I still think the fullbacks are pretty good, but you can't ask them Trent. to be superheroes. Trent is good offensively. We know that. He's just not a great defensive fullback. But if you don't have what's required in front of him to take some of the pressure off, then he's going to be exposed. And Vinicius had a fun time. <laughs> so, and I, I said this maybe a couple of weeks ago. If you can get your hands on a Mount or a Gallagher or... One of those Chelsea midfielders, if they want away, who for Chelsea's purposes, you, they Chelsea could do better. But for Liverpool's purposes, you could plug them and play them. The Mount to Liverpool thing could really happen because contracts things mm-hmm. has sort of come to a halt and it says it's going to pretty much resume in the summer. And people think that's, oh my gosh, you're just doing this because you, know, you want Liverpool to suffer. Mounts would actually help Liverpool. And Klopp, I think, would actually benefit from someone like a Mount. And I think Mount would benefit from actual coaching. Yes. Whereas at Chelsea, I don't think they get coached. I just think they, they're, no, no, they're just no, no. told how to play, kind of. <laughs> so, but it, and anyway, someone of that profile, of someone who presses a lot, generally good technically, Mount is just a name I, I can pull off the top of my head because Chelsea loyalties or whatever you want to call them. So that's a name that comes to mind. But you just look at the teams and you think, Look where the ball is going. It's not just that Modric can break through your midfield, but then he's able to pass to Vinicius. And then Vinicius, Vinicius is hitting like whatever his ceiling can be. I'm not saying he can be like a Ballon d'Or winner or one of the best players in the world or, or like in his position of all time or anything like anything, not, nothing crazy. But however good he can be, he's reaching that ceiling. He's starting to understand how to be the best Vinicius. He's not going to be Neymar. He's not going to be Ronaldinho. He's not going to be any of those Brazilian greats. He's going to have to figure out what being a great Vinicius is. And he's figuring it out. And you can see in moments where he's like, oh, I have this guy's weight on me. I'm going to use the pace of the ball and try to spin him and turn him and get him behind, kind of like what he did to Fernandinho last season. Like he's doing these things where it's just like, okay, he's starting to understand how the best Vinicius looks or plays. And I think he's probably 22, 23, 24, somewhere in there. So we've got five, six, seven more seasons for him to figure that out before, you know, physical well, things happen. And then he's passing to the Ballon d'Or winner. No, 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 no. Let's let's go before the, the, the goal. Mm. How good was Benzema on the night? 
That's what makes it so, so scary. Real Madrid were putting Liverpool to walk. They were, they were Lara Crofting, gentrifying and stereotyping them without Benzema <laughs> being at his best. Benzema was okay. He was dropping deep. He was going to the side. He was combining. But he, it he, wasn't vintage Benzema. That, exactly, exactly. It just shows you how good Real Madrid yeah. were that. Like, without vintage Benzema, Real Madrid were putting them to work. And then he sort of came more into the game towards the last part of the second half. And then I wish I had less with the goal. But first half, first part of the second half, Benzema was not really on it the way that we know he's on it. But it just shows you just how this team is still able to get it done without... The, and the other, that's what makes him so dangerous. It is, it's not a one-man a one team. Mm. We can team. do it without the man. It's a, it's a team. It's a team. From back to front, it's a team. Yeah. It's a team. Um, Where was I going to go? Oh. <laughs> Rodrigo or Vinicius, which player catches your eye better or most? In what sense? In what sense? Just like your eye test about how you judge players and, and, and what they do for you as aesthetically. Which player do you look at and you think they're better? Overall, I think Rod- Rodrigo's game is more refined. Hmm. But Vini is more explosive. I think Vini has the ability to produce a more explosive moment mm-hmm. out of nothing. But I think Rodrigo is more consistent. And his football is a lot tighter hmm. than Vini's. Because Vini can either just be very, very rash and just like, what the hell are you doing? Or be also amazing, <laughs> but Rodrigo is a much more steady in terms of the kind of quality that he produces. So basically, mm. it's almost like choose, cho- um, cho- choose your, your your meal, either one meal that can be disgusting or the best meal you've ever had, or something <laughs> that's always really really good. But it's never amazing, but it's always really 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 good. So mm. I think there's something about Rodrigo that I feel like he's just a very a timely player. Like he does what's right in the right time, and mm. then he has. You know, Skip Bayless calls it the clutch gene. He seemingly yeah. has one of those where he, he can pop up with the big goal when needed. And then was it against Atletico a few weeks ago or last month where he just kind of slalomed through the team and went with the outside of the boot? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's capable of some moments too, but I tend to agree with your assessment. I saw I saw people debating but between the two. Obviously, both play for Real Madrid, both Brazilian, both have, you know, some expectation due to their price tag. So, um yeah, I saw people debating that one, but I was like, yeah, I think Vinicius is a moments player, but he can he could disappear from a game, mm. and Rodrigo will consistently give you things throughout ninety minutes, but that doesn't necessarily mean he'll give you that that boom, like oh wow, yeah, like he magic, played yeah. anything left from the Madrid side. It's always fun to watch Rudiger, so <laughs> shout out to him, man. Like yo, there, there, there was there's one moment late in the second half they were already up five two four two. And the ball goes out for a Liverpool corner. Mm. And immediately, Rudiger points to Nacho. Like, bro, 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 bro. Like, get up there. Because Trent was running to the... Or it was Trent or somebody. Was running to the, the corner kick area. Mm. <laughs> and it was just like, Rudiger's mind was just like, that quick corner shit. They're not doing that. They're not doing the quick corner thing. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, I like watching Rudiger and how he... Like, he seems slightly off but he's always switched on yeah, like, yeah. There, there, there's never a moment where he's not thinking about what could happen but the way that he plays you would think he's not aware so just watching him just kind of point things out and do things is, is quite funny. actually there is one last madrid thing uh-oh people was on the bench <laughs> number seven yeah i mean what do you want me to say bro I don't know. I just, I just, I just want to just put it out. Like, like, I. It's just, it's sad. Like, I don't know what to say. Bro, you know, and I think you know, it might just be the saddest. Next to Neymar, it might be the saddest football story of all time. Because I, I think, like, the of number one saddest story. See, you no, go too far. No, no, Hazard is the saddest football story of all time. Na- name me one that's that's sadder. There you go. You can't. Andres Escobar. Excuse me. Andres Escobar. The guy who was killed. Yes, murdered. Bro. Are we now? Is that what we're now? We're now doing death, <laughs> bro. I mean, wow. I'm sorry to that laugh. went from zero to a hundred. <laughs> but you bro. said name name bro. one one football story sadder than Hazard. Okay. I mean, the, da- the, the Daniel, I was why why do you have to be so extra? I was keeping things football, bro. <laughs> the guy scored an own goal and then da- Daniel, wait, he went back home and he didn't make it. So, bro, that goes without saying. You're dealing with that's like life now. <laughs> I was talking pure for football. Oh wow! I mean, I, I don't think we're gonna go there. 
<laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, so you mean just transfers, like just like a transfer that didn't work out, kind of sad. No, no, basically purely football of like where you were and where you are now. Mm. Hazard is a sad story Fine. of of, of where he was and where he is now. It is incredibly sad. <laughs> Fine, but I can think of like Balotelli is sad. I could think of like what Falcao could have been without the knee injuries oh, is sad. Give me a break, Falcao. Really? What really, is that what we're doing? What really, Falcao? You're, what Ronaldo could have been is sad no, to no. think about. No, no, but but think for Ronaldo, he did what he needed to do, which is the World Cup. Now, okay, yeah, he said, but the thing with Hazard is he didn't really do what he needed to do. I.e., say what's up in the UCL or what's up at the World Cup. You came close, obviously, in 2018, but literally his descent as Real Madrid is is one for the ages. It's one. It's it's literally for the for the ages. Do you know what? It's, Seven one, sorry, mm-hmm. was sad. Not really. If you have um, f- um, Casey and Jojo, unless you're German, I mean, unless you're German, obviously it's fun. But like from the Brazilian, if point you of have view, Casey and Jojo and R and B duo as your strike partnership, you deserve to do seven one. Where are they? Who cares? What do you mean? Who cares? Like, I feel like Joe disappeared. Wasn't he a city player? Yes, he was. And, and Where I is he? Who cares? No one cares. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. No one cares. Uh, anyway. It's just, it's a disappointment. We will come back and talk, I think, about Liverpool and then Neymar. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What do Liverpool do? So you you can't sack Klopp. Why not? I don't think. No, 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 no. It's no so you, see, you, you can't say that. They can sack Klopp. They won't sack Klopp. That's the oh. issue. Of course, of, of, of course, you can sack him. Just say, yo, you're sacked. F off. <laughs> but they won't sack him based on how much cash he has with mm. Liverpool fans, with the EPL and so forth. So they won't sack him. And this is what's going to happen. If Liverpool don't make top four, he walks. And he just feels like, okay, I think what is best now and specifically with them not selling fsg not selling mm-hmm. and so forth he walks if they don't make top four if he makes top four it's it's touch and go whether he still stays depending on the, the relationship with fsg and how he feels but if they don't make top four i don't see how he stays but no he he, he won't get sacked he just won't but so he's gonna walk but he him walking is dependent on him to make top top four but the reality is this and i said i said this before this game i said this to liverpool fans oh you need to sack him klopp is a great first phase <laughs> manager second phase not so good he doesn't know how to rebuild a team because how you rebuild a team is you have to be you have to be a prick mm. you, you've got to be an a-hole you've you've, you've got to be ruthless so you, and it's hard because imagine how hard this is this, this is why to be a manager is very tough when you're with players for the best part of a year, a player sees their teammates and their coaches probably more than their kids and their wife and so forth. Mm. Like they probably spend more time with their teammates and their manager than they do with their wife and their, and their kids. So when you have that close relationship with a player for so long, it will have to be like, sorry, man, you're supposed to read to requirements. It's hard. And I think the, the difference between Fergie and Klopp is Fergie was always able to be like, hey man, sorry, you're you're done. You need to be real, real placed. I need someone in new because I need to rebuild someone new. I need to I think I to take three, four, five years ahead. There's no reason why Firmino is still around. There's no reason for Milner to still be around. There's a reason for Henderson to still be around. There's there's no reason. The type of teams that Klopp builds are kind of familial in that way. So this is just kind of building on your point. 
the way you get someone to run for you and to be committed to the team means you probably have to build some sense of loyalty, family, camaraderie, brotherhood, fatherhood, maybe in some cases, depending on the age. So then how do you release that relationship? That's probably something quite hard to do of like, I've, I've helped this person. They're a good, they're a good guy. I like them a lot. And I have the power to keep them here because Klopp can keep anybody at Liverpool who wants to be at Liverpool probably um, within the financial constraints provided. When we talk about Sir Alex, like the players he got rid of, I could imagine him every day wanting to get rid of a Roy Keane or David Beckham or a Ronaldo once they got to a particular level of just annoyance and fame and things. It's just like, yo, get get Tevez the f- out of here, bro. I don't want him around anymore. Like the type of players that Fergie was signing and dealing in many ways were not kind of those familial people that you would want to keep. (laughs) Whereas Klopp seems to have, Liverpool seemed to have a bunch of like nice people around, you know, like I can imagine Firmino just being a fun guy to be with Um, just on a road trip or whatever it is, or just James Milner is probably funny. Like, You've, I've seen interviews with James Miller. He seems like a fun guy. Or Henderson. Like, there's nobody on their team that's just like, they just seem like that kind of Roy Keane, David Beckham nuisance. No, no, you know no, what no, I mean? do, no, do you know what it is? And you will know this very well. What's the name of that guy from the Heat? Is it Odonis? Haslam. Haslam. Bro, this guy must be pushing 70 or 80, <laughs> surely. And, but the reason why he's always there is because he's not really there to play. But you can just tell that he's a very important figure in the dressing room. Yeah. And he is just a guy who, and that is very, very useful. Do mm. not underplay how important it is to have like a guy and a veteran, but a particular veteran who people can gravitate towards and who can help with team talks and to really get guys focused. It's always important to have that kind of a, a person mm. there. So you say to yourself is, mm. is Henderson that's Udonis Haslam. Is Milner that kind of a, a guy? Because mm. if they're not, there's no point in them being there. But if they are, okay, cool. Now, here's the thing, though. If they are, though, that doesn't mean that they should be playing these amounts of games. I was about that, to say. That doesn't mean that they should be starting a game against Real Madrid in a, in a, in a UCL game. I was, I was about to say, like, so, has, I looked it up. Haslam is playing seven minutes a game. And there are some games where it's like he's not playing. And not that he's injured. It's a coach's decision, DMP. He's, well, he, obviously, he's a part of it because he's on the team, but he's not an integral member of the playing yeah. minutes part of the team. He's there as almost a player coach. Yeah. And just some somebody who's obviously one day going to go in the boardroom or maybe they're grooming him to be the next coach once Spolstra goes. But that's different than James Milner needing to play an hour or Henderson needing to play 90 minutes three times in a week or something like that. It's a different level of player coach if you want to keep them for that purpose. Almost every Liverpool fan that I've spoken to has said that club needs, needs to, to, to go. Almost everyone. There's the Liverpool fan in Liverpool and there's the international Liverpool fan. I would say <laughs> 90 plus percent of the international Liverpool fan know that, oh, this guy needs to go. Thank you for everything you do. He needs to go. Those guys in Liverpool, they don't... Nah, it's it's... That Premier League bought him almost a lifetime contract with those guys in Liverpool. Mm. So for those hardcore scousers, they're like, "Oh no, no, no! This, this is our guy." Like they've like, been this in is three Champions League finals with him, yeah, and and the Europa League final. That span, however long he's been there, was it was it twenty fifteen? I think so. Eight seasons somewhere in there. I mean, it's been one of the more successful periods that Liverpool have had in the last. 30 to be safe, definitely. It's the best period they've had. So I can understand why you wouldn't want to let him go. But I think this 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 problem is a bit deeper than just one man leaving. I think it needs a whole rebuild. But if you have somebody who's loyal to a fault and isn't willing to get rid of, not to dehumanize people, but like if you're not willing to get rid of certain bricks that are problematic and not bricks yeah. in the sense of like how have hope uses them but just like actual tangible bricks that build buildings oh yeah 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 there are some pieces in this building that need to go and need to be replaced with other bricks and he seems attached sentimentally to particular pieces of clay rather than using word brick <laughs> and that has to change and if he's not capable of doing it then the right move is letting him go 
because you're not fit for purpose. You're too attached to what's there. But I think the people are too attached to cloth in the same way. So it's a it's a tricky situation. The, I mean, the easiest thing to do would, would be Liverpool get a new owner and the new owners just like assess the situation with new eyes. And Klopp, thank you for your service. If you want to leave at the end of the season so we don't have to sack you, that would be nice. And Klopp can go on his sabbatical. Well, no, wait, wait, Chelsea can hire, uh, what's his face? Flick. Daniel, and Klopp well, can go to Germany. No, no, there you no, go. I, what, what else? Daniel, they go five piece, bro. Five, five straight, bro. They were up 2 nil and they lost 5 2. They, they go they go five pieced five without re- reply see I don't think we've truly taken stock of what <laughs> happened at Anfield tonight like we've, we've tried to be very intellectual and break it down and be analytical but like let's let's be a bit more street let's be like a bit more real they go five pieced <laughs> at home and this is supposed to be a fortress <laughs> so I think and that's why I said that this shouldn't be a case of the oh, but it's Real Madrid, but it's Real Madrid. Yeah, I get that. I get it's Real Madrid. You can't take but five. You can't take five at home. You can't. I'm sorry. And I feel that it's more so a managerial thing than a player thing. Of course, the players messed up. Of course, the players underperformed. Of course, you got to the player. Of course, you could have done a lot better. Of course, you made mistakes, hundred percent. But you've got to look at it at a macro, wider, more systematic level, which is. How did we get here? Hmm. We, we we get here because of who did you buy within transfers? Multiple transfer windows. Who did you move on? You're 5-2 down and you're bringing on Milner. To do what? <laughs> like, what do you, what do you, what do you bring on Milner? On? Like, what are you bringing on, on to do at 5-2 at down? To do what? Run. <laughs> run where? Like, no, no, Daniel, run where? To I where? I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay, how, how about this? And... Maybe we can we can move on from here. But how long is a managerial run supposed to last? And I don't mean at one club. I just mean in general. So if we if we take Mourinho for instance, his peak was two thousand and three to twenty ten. Mm. Maybe you can squeeze in twenty twelve when they made the semifinals of the Champions League and they should have made the final. So about ten years. When did Klopp start? Wait, 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 twenty twelve. With Madrid, oh, so sorry. It's talking about who Mourinho. Yeah. So, so from so from twenty Mourinho. so from oh three to twelve, like the Porto, Chelsea, yeah. Inter. I'll include Madrid because I feel like he built what is there now in many ways, just like the foundational pieces of it. Um, so it's in like a ten year period. Pep is strange. Pep might be like an outlier or one of those Ferguson people who just it, it never ends because of where they've coached. So they've coached, he's coached in Barca, he's coached in Bayern City, obviously it keeps going. Maybe Winger would be more applicable. Like his peak would be 98 to 2008, somewhere there, like the, 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 the Eduardo season where they where they looked like they were going to win the league and then he broke his leg. Mm. Um, and then after that, they were just kind of hanging on. There was never really a real title challenge. Like I feel like about 10 years, 12 years is – is where a manager hits his sweet spot. If you look at Dortmund, we would say 2010 to 2020. If you look at Dortmund plus Liverpool, that seems to be Klopp's 10-year, 11-year window where you built Borussia Dortmund to the point where they get to the Champions League final in 2013. You go to Liverpool. Obviously, we, we, we've outlined what they've won. Maybe he's just hit that, that range where a manager is – not quite what they used to be. I know that's hard to say because we're, we often compare Klopp to Pep. And Pep seemingly has no no range. I don't know where his peak ends and starts. If we're even at the peak yet, I don't know. Um, but I do think that with some managers that like... Oh, no, actually, no, 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 no. I think what it is... There is a shelf life. Give, give Mourinho his players. He can win you a league or a UCL. Hmm. Pep has always had his, his his kinds of players. You think Roma is a Mourinho team? Hell no. <laughs> Mourinho, he achieved a door winning those guys a trophy. That is nowhere near the team. They don't have a proper DM. The defense is super weak. They don't have a number 10 creative playmaker. They don't have a clinical striker. That is not that is not a Mourinho team. But have hope. Have hope. And don't, don't forget the next point that you were going to mm-hmm. make. But 
my my point would be Mourinho's tactics and the type of players that are Mourinho players are from a particular era of people who were born. That clinical striker that you need with the hard edge, they don't really make those anymore. The, cre- and, the, the and, and, and you see, and that's what we now bring those Pep. those those center backs with just tough as nails, steel, the Lucios, the Samuel, the Ter- like they don't make those guys anymore. So so Mourinho's tactics were made perfectly for a particular era of players from the seventies, eighties, early nineties, maybe, but probably not. Pep. The type of players that he wants, they will keep making technical, fast, nippy, Spanish-style players until the end of time. But no, no, no. But my thing though with Pep though is, why does he have Haaland? That's my thing. Where, we don't know if that works yet, though. No, no. But but but, the, but that's my whole. My, <laughs> my, that's my whole point. The whole thing with Haaland is mm. Pep. After Ibrahimovic, Pep would have never come anywhere near a, a, a Haaland. Mm-hmm. After what happened with with Ibra and Etzo, because that is the, the biggest mistake he's ever made in his career was Ibra and Etzo. <laughs> um, shout out to Af- Africa. So, I think no, I was I was gonna say I think his worst mistake was getting on the bad side of Yaya Toure. But so it's all pass and pass. So so no. So my thing though, but uh, so with Klopp though, mm. uh, it's I mean it's interesting. Is there a Klopp team out there with his know. players that's gonna execute that his because? It's obvious from Klopp that he's a plan A guy. And that's just what makes Fergie one of the greatest managers because Fergie built about four, he built like four teams, all very data different. York and Cole, strike partnership, you know, two national wingers in Bex and Giggs. Um, Van Nistelrooy, lone, lone striker. Um, Rooney and Cristiano, with Cristiano being this attacking winger. Um, the front three of Tevez, Cristiano, and Rooney. And then going back to the lone striker in Van Persie, he built like four very, very different teams. Mm. So, and that is in, in itself is a, is a skill. So the idea that, because remember, football cha- changes. Players change changes. So to think that you can have the same ideas for so long, that that isn't a long-term plan. If you're somewhere long-term, You've got to have a plan B, a plan C. You've got to, and when you're rebuilding a team, you've got to rebuild a team, making tweaks and making changes. And the issue with Klopp is you really want to do that rough and tumble rigmarole stuff in 2023? Come on, bro. <laughs> with Henderson? No. Rock come and on. roll football, I think, rock, is what he called it. Rock and roll, come on. No. no. Quickly, though, mm. Neymar has a bad ankle injury. You almost could have, it's like, a sundial. March eleventh. Or... March eleventh. <laughs> it's 11th. like it, it, it's like a comet. You know those comets that come like exactly the same time every <laughs> seventy years or something. Like the ankle injury comes in February. Like we know that for, for Neymar and uh, you know shout out Rafaela. I guess the still picture just looks horrible. And I'm someone who suffers from from ankle injuries. Like mm. my right ankle is is. Oh yeah, my ankle is still messed up. I still remember his name, Justin Couch, who landed on my ankle when we were playing football. My, so my problem is landing on other people's. And when, when you play basketball, the worst place to land is on someone's foot because the shoes just roll. So that happened a lot when I was a kid. So, yeah, my ankle, like, comes apart. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a whole thing. But so whenever I see those images, it's just uh, like, you know, I recoil in memorized pain almost. It's like, damn, like, I know exactly how that feels. So... It does. It it didn't look good. I saw Julian Laurent saying that you know I think Neymar he's thirty one. He's too big. Things like this. He he doesn't think he, he's ever going to get back to the level that he was uh, when he was at Barcelona. But I feel like that's that that ship sailed when he joined PSG. What ship? The will Neymar ever be as good as he was in like let's say 2015, 16? Oh come on, give me a break. That when, when he moved at PSG, we all thought that wow, this is not gonna be Neymar in his final form. <laughs> well, we all thought it, but other we never knew that PSG was was, was such a joke of a club. <laughs> Back in 2017, no one knew that these guys were clowns. Do you know these, you these developed clowns? You you, you you distilled it perfectly when you call it a holiday camp. Yeah, of course it's it is. Not, it's not a real club <laughs> no. in like some... They are the antithesis of Madrid. Yes. Madrid, you go there and it's 
we're here to win. There's we're a here structure. to win at all costs. There's, there's a structure. There's coaching. You have to do there, X, there, Y, Z. There are, there are values. Bro, the, the, the fans, if you are one kilogram overweight, the fans are going to notice it. Yes. Benzema get in shape. That's why he's posting drip videos. Hazard, yeah. when he came out there in the 50 jersey, they were on his ass. Like M- Madrid and Madrid fans, the culture, they don't play. No. PSG, like their ultras seem to be a little bit extreme in many ways, like light and smoke over the pitch and all of this. But like the culture of the club, at least internally, just the playing staff, they show these clips where they're in training and Neymar was wearing like, he stole someone's bib, put on the wrong bib. And they, they, mm. it's just like, are you guys, tr- what, why, what are you it's doing? It's a joke. No, no, I don't, that's why PSG, don't, they're never winning the championship because <laughs> PSG thought that. And that's why I love sports. I mean, at the Champions League. They thought you could throw money. Yeah, no, people thought, no, if you just spend money on all the guys, we'll win. No. You have to have values. Because when you come up against a real club, they'll they'll, they'll beat you. Binary real club. Real Madrid, they're a real club. Those guys, they're a real club. Mm. And when you face a real club, they will end up and find a way of beating you. And for Neymar particularly, it was the worst place for him to, to go to. But we didn't know this in 2017. We didn't know this. We, mm. we didn't really know it. In 2017, mm. it seemed like a great move, 100%. If you if you put me back into 2017, yes. But if I know now what's a new back then and so so wait, 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 what? <laughs> How was the saying going? So sorry, if I knew then what I know now. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'll be like, yo, <laughs> stay at Barca, what the hell? Stay away from PSG. Hmm. But, you know. Now, it, and, and in this instance, it's more... Oh, yeah, so, 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 so. And lastly, yeah, yeah, go for it. If PSG get knocked by Bayern, scrap it. Break break it up. Tear up on Bappe's contract. Let Messi go to Miami and just let Nene and Mario Break it up. Break it up. I don't think they're going to do that, though. That that would be my suspicion. I feel like they're going to hold on to Messi as long as they can because they have him. They're going to hold on to Neymar as long as they can because they have him. They're going to hold on to Mbappe the same. So, I mean... Again, it just it, Verratti. Even I look at Verratti's career and I think, would you have been better served going to the maybe finding smokes. a way to Barcelona or Real Madrid, some club like that? He smokes cigarettes, like- Daniel. He <laughs> smokes cigarettes. They on PSG allow these guys to smoke to smoke cigarettes. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> so, I mean, it happens. I, I think more players smoke cigarettes than than. Than we think, but bro, um, but it's known. The fact that it's it's known, and PSG do nothing about it. That's the issue. It's just, it's just the players that they have are really good. Like they're great for FIFA because yes. you get to control everything. But the actual dynamic of the club is just strange. I kind of want them to do well because I think I just I like their players, but the actual club I just don't think it's positioned well to get what they want. It's mm. maybe maybe that's why the Qatari group is thinking of maybe we need to go to United. <laughs> yeah, man. United <laughs> like, seems like it e- expanded a bit, you know, expand, yeah. expand us a bit. So yeah, last 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 burn boy, Chelsea lost to the 20th team in the league. I don't even want to say the name. They lost to the 20th team in the league. Southampton football club. Are we sure? Is it a football club or is it one of those like a athletic? Anyway, I think I'm, it's Northampton FC. Yeah, I think so too. The one that's AF is Sunderland. Mm. Sunderland is has an A in it, I think. But either way, um, red stripes. I, I can't think. Um, what red stripes and clear and blue? I don't get that with England. So you have like Sheffield. Is it Sheffield United have yeah, red Sheffield stripes? United, Brentford yeah. have red stripes. Mm. Southampton, Stoke. This is a bunch of clubs. Um, Sunderland. And then Clarendon Blue, I don't understand that one either. But either way, Chelsea lose to Saints 1-0. James Ward-Prowse free kick. Um, just your your passing, closing thoughts of Graham Potter and what needs to happen. It could be two words. It could be three. It could be a paragraph. The sooner Quidditch gets sacked, the better. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm sorry, I'm not, that's a, like like sack him. And my thing is that I've heard that it's gonna cost eighty mil for compensation for him and his entire staff. Eat it. Now he won't get sacked because boldly they have too much pride. Because if he sack him, you're gonna look really stupid. Specifically with the guys who are spotting Tuchel. But sometimes 
I'm going to admit your mistake. We all know it's a mistake. We all know that Quidditch isn't the right spot for this job. And my thing, though, is every time I go online, man, the, 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 the pots rats things are crazy. You can't... <laughs> but see, there is no excuse to have two wins in 15 games. I don't want to hear about injuries. I don't want to hear about language barrier. I don't want to hear about the amount of players being bought. Two wins in 15 is crazy. That's crazy, bro. That's bad. That's crazy. That's wretched form. Actually. Horrendous, man. Um... Whatever happened to Jeremiah as middle names? Was it? Did you call him Graham Quidditch? Pot? Like, how come? How? What? What, what happened oh, no, to Jeremiah? Quidditch, Quidditch is better. Quidditch is better. No, no. <laughs> I don't know. No, his name is, 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 is Quidditch. His name is Quidditch. Until he starts doing better, his name, his name is Quidditch. <sighs> See, I've seen people say, and when I say people, I mean the timeline, that you just have to give time. And I wonder how much time is the right time like is it a season is it transfer like how do you calculate time do you calculate it by games do you calculate it by seasons do you calculate it by transfer windows is it not a tangible thing is it just like visual like oh okay now i see a process happening i don't exactly know what people mean by time he needs time okay so define that a season really just give anybody just a season just because that's how you define time. When people say time, they mean just like an indefinite period until I see something that I like. And I don't think you can run a football club that way to where we'll give him enough time, meaning until he does something that shows us that he's the right person. So basically a confirmation of what we already think. I, I need a confirmation of what I think already. It's, time is relative, man. It's relative. You can't you can't just be like, okay, we'll give you three years. We'll give you two years. Football changes. <laughs> like that's the climate stupid. of football ch 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 changes. So my thing is, you can't be like, no matter what, he's going to get two years. He's get... Okay. <sighs> All right, then. Okay, fine. What if Chelsea are six, 16th? Hey, man, it is what it is, bro. <laughs> he, he needs time. You know, he, needs like, oh, he needs time. Chelsea like, are 16th and they've scored one, one goal in five years. Man, he needs time, bro. Come on, man. He needs time. Chelsea are in the championship. No, he still needs time. He, he still needs Come on, he still League, needs time. League one. He needs more time. Chelsea League are saying, two. what's up to Scornthorpe? Scornthorpe just dropped a three-piece against Chelsea at Stanford Bridge. He needs time. He needs, he on, needs time. He needs, he needs time. He needs time. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's, that should be the, the, the name of the podcast. <laughs> he needs time. <laughs> he needs time. <laughs> I, I, I need someone to define what time means to you. Like, what does time mean to you? And, and for me, time is, it's, it's a relative marker of just impressions. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. This is people's arguments. New team, new players. He needs time to fully get his ideas across and so forth and everything. But people are missing one key thing here. Why are we assuming he's the right guy? <laughs> you see, see, we've, we've, we've sort of skipped because past that Because there hasn't step. been enough time <laughs> to prove it one way or the other. But I'm like, you can kind of tell already. You can tell. No, 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 Daniel, we know. We know. And here's the thing. <laughs> Everyone knows. Everyone knows that this was a mistake. And my thing, though, is this bully group, deep down, they know that oh snap but they can't sack him because you're going to look really stupid so what they're doing is they're they're praying he can squeeze out some wins from someone because this is bad this is bad bad it's bad. stinky is it's, the so, so basically the body group are like please just find some wins from somewhere please do something against Dortmund because if you have a situation where you lose to, to Tottenham you Dortmund knock you out I don't know because they Here's, and, then he, he, and this is the key issue. Mm. Social media exists. Players have phones. <laughs> Once players start, and it's already started. Bell Silver. I rock with her, bro. I she like her, let's see. She, she likes a post saying that, like, can we please get Tiago Silva to try and coach this, this team and so <laughs> forth. So it's, it's already been begun. She's a ride or die, man. I, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I see, that's, the, that, that's the kind of white wife you want. That's the kind of white wife you want. <laughs> Um, like I, I feel like I've seen enough to know what is going to happen, but people are hanging on in, it's like a false hope kind of deal. It's just like, it's, it's, it's as if like Chelsea need to be in the relegation zone to prove to you that that's where it's going. So it's like, I need to see it with my own eyes. It doesn't have to get that far, but you just need to see it. American sports and football. 
I think James, James, James Dolan and the Knicks. Dolan knows that no matter what, they're always going to come. And the, the nature of like going to a Knicks game, going to a Knicks game, they, they, the tickets are super expensive. And the kind of people that are in, at, a, at a Knicks game are those middle upper class because the tickets are so expensive. But football is, is, is different and the culture of football is different and the fans who go there are different. So the kind of um, vociferousness and animosity you're going to get from football fans is going to be a lot harsher than what you get from basketball fans. Over, over you, you'll get it, but not to the same intensity and degree as football fans, based on um, just the um, culture of football. I'm sorry, bro. I just looked at the clock and I realized what time it is. I oh, didn't yeah. realize it was nine. <laughs> All right, so we can yeah, we man. can end it. My my fault. <laughs> We've gone oh, ten man. minutes over time, but yeah, it was just like, bro, there aren't Spike Lee's in Chelsea's crowd. I don't think. <laughs> they, they, they're gonna cuss bully eventually actually no because fans don't cuss the owners they they cuss managers and players yeah. owners are like some sacred holy grail thing but it's, it's because they have the money but either way we can end it there um yeah so thank you guys for listening to talk and tactics podcast we do this every we record tuesdays you guys get to hear it on wednesday um unless you live in somewhere that has a different time zone um yeah i'm at daniel to look half what where can people get you football.com baby Links are all in the description. Go check out the talking with that I did with uh, Maher Mazahi. It was a nice good sir. one. A North African uh, football journalist from Algeria. Solid guy. Really good conversation. So go go check that out. That's it. Sometimes funny. Sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. See you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.